We must remember that we are of divine origin, but we are stuck in mammalian forms. And the whole point of spiritual work is, how do I transcend the animal instincts? Because in the animal kingdom, it's a very violent world. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and our guest today is incredible. His name is Steve D'Annunzio, and he is committed to improving the welfare of humanity. He's an author and co-creator of many books, businesses, and artistic projects. He's the founder of Mission Driven Advisor and Sole Purpose Institute. While he's worked with leaders of Fortune 500 companies and professional athletes, Steve is passionate about helping individuals from CEOs to students and anyone in between identify their higher purpose, evolve their services into a business that is powerful, purposeful, and profitable. He's also a member of the Transformational Leadership Council, an international think tank for thought leaders. And I want to add, even if you don't own a business, this is going to be a show you're going to want to listen to because we're going to get into some really cool spiritual stuff. And we usually don't go down that road on this show. But Steve, I am so excited to welcome you to The Daily Helping. Let's have an amazing conversation. Thank you, Dr. Richard. I sure do appreciate it. And I really resonated with your story. So thank you for inviting me on your podcast. Absolutely. So there's so many different ways we could go. And I think we could probably fill the whole episode just talking about your journey. But let's let's pop in that time machine really quickly and give us a little bit of insight into what got you started on this road you're on today. Well, I've always had a feeling that I was here for a reason, but I grew up in a decidedly middle-class household with parents that were not very happy together. And there was a lot of friction and difficulty in my childhood. And at a very early age, I got in trouble, got busted by the cops for pot and really did some early soul searching in my life. And at the age of 17 or 18, without any prompting from any church or temple or mosque or any religion, which I kind of pushed back against at that time in my life, I really got into prayer and meditation and was really asking for help. And I wound up meeting a spiritual teacher from India that kind of set me on a course of inquiry in my life, really questioning who am I, why am I here, et cetera. And this started before, this was probably 1972-3, right around the time you were born probably. And now what's kind of become de rigueur in life, which is people asking themselves, you know, why am I here? What is my passion? So on and so forth. I began early on questioning that. And so I began studying 
uh, kind of comparative religion and found a series of threads that connect all these so-called religions. And I looked at them as kind of a unifying principle for life and began putting that out there. And people started hiring me for coaching. And eventually it led to me getting licensure and ordained as a Kriya Yogi with uh, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda's Institute and so on and so forth. But that was the beginning of the journey. And so I, I had the opportunity to sit on a Zoom call recently where you took the group through this spiritual ladder, which as a psychologist, I'm thinking, wow, this is like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but from a spiritual standpoint. And I, I was so excited about it that I was like, you know what? I, if Steve did a deep dive into that on the Daily Helping, that would make me so excited. So uh, I, I would love just to jump right into it because it is, it is so great. And, and we'll have we'll have links to graphics and such at the show notes at thedailyhelping.com so that you can reflect on this. But take us through, before we even get into it, what, what was it that helped you conceptualize or what was the spark for, for this spiritual ladder? Um, having gone through my own experience of how I was changing in my life and how, as I was moving through different teachings and developing what we would now call a growth mindset, how I was changing and I was wondering, you know, who I am appears to be evolving and changing. And I started out feeling really afraid and kind of like a victim. And then I would move into a different level of beingness. And I began to study you know, scientifically study these levels of consciousness. And I ran into the teachings of a couple um, psychologists and spiritual teachers that actually had tonal scales, emotional and tonal scales of consciousness. And I began to realize I had been experiencing these different gradations of consciousness in different states of mind. And so I began working with them and, and I'm kind of a map maker. I love maps and I love being able to connect to people and explain things and use maps. And I started uh, designing what I call the stairway of selves. And if you'd like me to, I could bring it up right now. If, if I can do a screen share with you, you sure can. Let me, yeah, let's uh, do that. let me grant you the power of screen so, share. I'd love to show everybody because what the stairway of selves does, and I've done this in um, boardrooms at insurance companies and, and banks and, uh, uh, Pepsi Cola bottlers and 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 also churches and wellness centers and hospitals and people really resonate with it. So let me see if I have a screen share. I'll pull it up right now. There it is. And again, for those of you who are listening to the audio of this, we will have the stairway of selves graphics linked in the show notes. Everybody has heard body, mind, spirit today right? That we are kind of like, there used to be this old oil called three-in-one oil, but I like to think of it as almost as if we're H2O, our bodies are comprised of water, and water has three basic states. And the one state is the solid state, which is ice, and then the more liquid or fluid state, which is water. And then the state that travels most quickly around the world, which is steam or vapor or cloud. And human beings are much like that. We have this real dense frequency vibration which is the physical form the material form that we have a more fluid form which is the mental aspect of us and then we have this really mysterious sometimes unseen aspect of ourselves which is spirit and one of my major takeaways for people 
because I saw on your podcast, you always have kind of a big helping, is that to remind people that they're actually spiritual beings having a human experience. And that we are now entering a new eon of time in which as people explore their spiritual purpose, it asks several questions that when they answer will lead them to what I call their soul purpose. And so I created this map that has 12 steps called the stairway of selves. Four of the steps are the physical realm. Four steps are the mental realm. And the highest four steps are the spiritual realm. On the stairway of selves, what it shows is um, key points to break through for human beings to break through. And the biggest breakthrough is from the ego self to the higher self, from the lower self to the higher self. And of course, these terminologies are being taught in many teachings in the Cherokee, Cherokee tradition. There's a wonderful teaching of a grandfather sitting, teaching his grandson, grandson sitting on his knee. And he says, grandson, there are two wolves inside of every human being's head. They're locked in a constant battle. One wolf is mean-spirited, a liar, hates people, lies to people, angers people, steals from people, is seductive and manipulative and violent. The other wolf is kind, truthful, forgiving, peaceful, a helper. They're locked in a constant battle. And the grandson says, grandfather, which wolf wins? And he says, whichever one you feed, and of course, this is about the breakaway from the lowest levels of consciousness, fear, falsehood, into the higher levels of consciousness, which are calling all of us, our spiritual nature, by the two virtues of truth and love. And here we sit, you know, looking at what a human being is, and we see we all have this animal mammalian nature, the fight or flight response, the celery response at the base of the brain. But we also have this higher nature that's pulling us to justice and freedom to tell the truth and to love each other. And we don't know how. And how is through spiritual work. So I've mapped out what the spiritual domain is. And we start at the very bottom. Some people will understand that this is, explains why human beings are the way they are. Like we're going to explain why the way human beings are in five minutes or less. And so we start out at the bottom step, not everybody does, but it's the victim. This is where people reside when they feel shame or guilt. And the joy level and the listening level of someone stuck in this unfortunate level of... Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. consciousness is only 5%, their life view is miserable, and their life results typically result in poverty. They don't have much power. We have this, if you can see, some of you are only listening, there's a power level assigned to each step on the stairway of selves. What is it that makes someone go higher? They're being pulled to tell themselves the truth. 
they're being pulled by their spiritual nature to go higher. And the step up from the victim mode is fear. In fact, we look at the Judeo-Christian Bible and it says, the beginning of all wisdom is fear of the Lord. Well, only when you're in victim mode is fear a step up. And what we see as we get into fear, we start to actually care more about our lives. In victim mode, we don't care if we live or die. In fear mode, we're pushed away from what we don't want. But it leads to us constantly being afraid, constantly fighting our way through life, but we have higher power. What is it that gets us out of fear mode? We want more out of life. This leads us to the third step, desire mode. But the problem with desire mode, Dr. Richard, is that by staying in desire, we're constantly vibrating into the giant cosmic magnet of the universe. This is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. And saying I want X actually pushes it away. You'll notice people that want to lose weight rarely keep the weight off. They may lose it for a short time, but they gain it back always. Want as a way of being in the world. These are levels of consciousness. Consciousness is the awareness of being. How am I being? Who am I being? Does this make sense, Dr. Richard? Sure does. This is great. Keep rolling. This is awesome. So what happens when you get stuck in desire is like a lot of people may be going, I read all the books. People ask me what I want, these high-level teachers. If they're asking you what you want, that's one thing, but you can't want your way to it. You must create and you must co-create your way to it. And what happens when there are these flawed teachings, like for instance, I'll give you what I think of as a flawed teaching and it's going to be controversial. The law of attraction is a flawed teaching. Why? Most of those people that teach the law of attraction are friends of mine. I love them. But the real law is the way Jesus taught it, which is the law of vibration and attraction. What it says is you must vibrate something positive first to attract something valuable or positive back. You can want all your, all your life, but wanting something merely declares as a vibration, it is not here. So what we must learn to do is teach these laws correctly. Jesus called it the law of sowing and reaping or giving to get. Vibration creates attraction. This is a physics law called the law of sympathetic resonance. So when people are stuck in desire mode, what they want and all that wanting and putting up pictures on the wall and thinking they're going to manifest, it doesn't work. So they get pissed off. And this is anger mode. In the short term, anger can motivate. In the long term, it makes us ill and sick. Being a doctor, you can speak to this, I'm sure, and probably have. I always bring up the, the great example of Jackie Robinson, who was a world-class athlete, but he died at age 59. Here is this Herculean man, beautiful physical form, took care of himself. Why did he die so young? He swallowed all the hatred and the epithets. He, he could not, he ne never had a release for it. He ingested this negative energy, the stress, and the stress killed him. So how do we get out of anger mode? This is the first step in the mental realm, which is why we've changed color from like red, orange, to green. So we've now gone from the physical realm to the mental realm. Correct. And you'll notice that most animals on the planet live in these bottom four modes. When a tiger is killing its victim, the antelope, it's not really killing out of anger, but it's killing out of hunger. It sees this 
defenseless creature that it's caught as a lunch delivery system. We must remember that we are of divine origin, but we are stuck in mammalian forms. And the whole point of spiritual work is, how do I transcend the animal instincts? Because in the animal kingdom, it's a very violent world. Just watch a tiger kill an antelope and you'll know what I'm talking about. And the first step out of the physical realm is to use your mind. And people in entitlement mode believe they're entitled to a better life. And they start, we're still in fear and falsehood. We're still beneath this critical line that we haven't got up to yet. But I'll tell you in a second what it is. It's the movement from justified lies, falsehood, deception to truth. It's the movement from being motivated by fear to be motivated by something positive or love. But we're not there yet. So in entitlement mode, we still believe it's okay to manipulate. It's okay to lie to the government. It's okay to cheat on your taxes. It's okay to do win-lose business deals. It's okay to be a crony capitalist. All right, after all, caveat emptor, buyer beware. Well, the truth is we're now in a completely different eon of time. It's actually seller beware. The internet has commoditized everything. So it's all about, as you said earlier in our conversation before we got, it's all about the relationships we create with people. But when we're in these lower modes, we don't see that. We see money and materialism as the prime asset. That shifts when you get into truth and love. You shift from money and profit being the prime assets to purpose and people being the prime asset on planet Earth. But that only comes till we get to the next step, which is pride mode. In pride mode, and we see eons of dictators, megalomaniacs, political leaders that we can see very clearly stuck in pride mode. What is the beginning of pride is actually very good because it's saying, take pride in yourself. You can be better. You're not entitled to anything. Go create something. And these people create businesses and start making money. But the allure of the ego is too great. And we all have that. What is the ego? The ego is this lower self that is there for survival, but limits thrival. And as all the wise books of the religious doctrines teach, pride causes us to fall, right? Pride goes before a fall. And as we're falling, what happens is the universe or God, goddess, whichever you believe in, right? The universe being universal law scientific law, which I love, God being the spiritual law, the, uh, the higher power, if you will, that helps the alcoholic stop drinking, pulls you to courage mode and lets you see yourself truthfully. And when you've been in pride mode, as I saw myself, I was like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. <laughs> and the universe goes, no, you're just evolving. You're seeing your character defects now that we all have as an inevitable part of being human. Does this make sense, Dr. Richard? It sure does. And again, aiding those listening to this and not seeing the diagram in front of them, courage is the first of these rungs that is above that line between truth and falsehood and love and fear. Yes. And, the, and the, the, what's going on in the world today is that unfortunately 80%, roughly 80% of humanity 
is stuck in pride on down. So they take pride in ripping people off. They feel entitled to steal from the government. They feel justified anger and, anger and hatred towards others on a different political or religious side. They feel that their desire is justified to hate other people. They use fear as manipulation tools and then play the victim when they get caught. So you can see, I just described all these bottom rungs. Now, the important thing we as human beings must understand, and the Buddhists said this so beautifully, is that as we raise in consciousness, we never transcend totally the lower realms. We always still fear occasionally. We always get pulled into desirous behavior. But as you're going higher up the stairway, you're opening up more creativity, greater possibility, more potentiality. And what happens in the lower modes, it looks like a linear movement, but when you get into courage mode, you get into quantum entanglement, which is you get into lines of synchrony where all these wonderful people start to show up in your life and you're drawing universal conspiracies for success. Whereas in the bottom six rungs of the stairway of selves, you have activated a universal conspiracy to fail. That's why the happiness level is so low. That's why the listening level is so low. But when you get into courage mode, your joy level has gone from, in pride, it's only about a third of the time are you happy. That's why pride-driven people are constantly trying to control constantly trying to manipulate, they think that by controlling others, they'll be happier, but they never are. Until you get into courage mode, and in that mode, you now have more power, you have more joy, and your life results are more positive. I mean, you kind of explained this to me when you crossed over from these couple severe things that happened in your life, car accident, a medical incident, all these things you've been very public about that really kicked you into higher modes of consciousness.